The scriptures say very clearly that Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus. She pro he probably met the family through Mary when she dried his feet with her hair. There's we have several accounts of that in the Gospels. We don't know. But Jesus really loved them, and they were really good friends. Now, this is the beginning of this Gospel. This is the story of our souls. This is, of all Gospels, this one we can journey with and find ourselves in many of these places in this story. But we hopefully, we are have a home within us like theirs, where Jesus can feel free to come and go and be a friend, and at times not come, he doesn't come always when we ask right away. And, but he's a real friend, and he truly loves us, and he should feel at home with us. And he may want to rearrange the furniture when he gets in there, or clean up a little bit, you know, but, but that's just the way Jesus is. So, so he loves them very much, and yet, and yet, uh, Lazarus is ill. Now, Mar Martha and Mary know exactly where Jesus is. They know how to get word to him. He would come there with his apostles to stay because it's two miles away from Jerusalem and they couldn't afford to stay in the city. Like any uh, family that didn't have a whole lot of money, they stayed with other people. And this is what Jesus would do. That's, that's why they were there. It says very clearly. He was, and he was, he was a wanted man, so he would hide out there a little bit. What a wonderful thing to have the, the Son of God hiding out with you in your living room. But here we have, they, they, they send word. They don't say, come quickly. They don't say, we need your help. They say, the one you love is ill. And Jesus gets the message. And he says, and, and scripture says, now Jesus loved Lazarus and his sister Mary very much. So he says, Let's wait two days. Does that sound like a friend? You get a call. Your, your mother is deathly ill. Oh, good. Let's wait two days, and then we'll make our, we're going to take our sweet little old time getting to that hospital. That, that doesn't sound like a friend. And it didn't sound like a friend to Mary and Martha either. But he tells the disciples very clearly, he's waiting because it will glorify God. Nobody, nobody understands this at all at this point. And the disciples certainly don't. But eventually, Jesus gets there. When he arrives, of course, Lazarus has been buried for four days. So this implies that it was maybe six, even seven days because he hadn't died yet when the message occurred. So this is, and, and a funeral lasted seven days. So people were, Mary, you know, Martha immediately, she's watching for Jesus. She knows he's going to come. She doesn't know why he's late. So she's looking out the window, Martha being an active person, she comes running out and meets him at a distance from the house. Mary's, as usual in these Gospels, sitting on the couch. That's, what, that's, that's her charism. She's a sitter. Martha's a doer and Mary's a sitter. You got one of those in your family? I'm not going to say any more, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut here. Um, actually, Mary is entertaining the guests, right? So Martha gets up, and what does she say to him? Lord, now, it's all in the inflection of the, of the tone of the voice, so you can make up your own conclusions, but what I hear is, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. If you had only been here. The implication is, you could have, we, I know you could have come sooner. And she, she's not afraid to tell Jesus what she thinks. And Jesus is not offended. So when you have a problem with God, feel free in, in a polite way, but to tell him what you think. 
What does Jesus do in Gethsemane? He says, Father, you can take this away if you want to. Please take this away from me. And he finishes with, thy will be done. So it's okay to engage the Lord with your cross. Uh, I, you know, I'm not pious enough to say, Lord, thank you for this cross. Please send me more. You know, <laughs> do you? If, you? if you're like that, please see me after Mass. I want a blood transfusion. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, she just, she's, I, I see her saying, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Kind of like, where were you? What took you so long? But she says, however, I know that you can do all things, you know. Uh, and he says, your brother will rise. And she says, oh, yeah, on the last day. That's a real act of faith because that was a very hotly contested issue at the time of Christ. Is there a resurrection? There, there had to be because God's promises were not being fulfilled. The, the, the wicked often die in happiness, the righteous often die in misery. So there has to be a place where it's rectified. This is where the resurrection of the dead was beginning to take, take form in, at the time of Christ. He didn't invent it. It was already, uh, it was already moving into the mainstream. And, but, but Jesus is the resurrection. She heard him say this. She's, and then he says, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. You know, he, she's talking to God. But she's also talking of, to a fully human being. And then, of course, she gets Mary off the couch, and Mary comes out there. The first thing she does, true to form again, she goes right to his feet, just like she did when she washed them with her hair. Isn't it wonderful? What a wonderful image. She repeats the, the very moment in which they met, really, and, she's, and she says the very same thing. They've been saying it for days. If you had only been here, even she says it. But not without faith, but it's like, I don't understand your friendship. And we don't either. How many times God has answered our prayers right away? And how many times he doesn't? How many things in this world we don't understand? How many times does God wait and we don't understand? And this is one of them. And he doesn't answer the question. But they go off and this crowd comes because they, you know, of course they... They had professional wailers in those days. I mean, people that would cry professionally, but they had all left. And so the ones that were still there were people that really loved this family. And they're all coming along. They've all heard of Jesus because Martha and Mary must have talked about him extensively wherever he was. So they're all, they all know Jesus and what he can do. And so they, when they get to the tomb, Jesus, uh, it, it, I forgot to mention, when Mary says, if only you had been here, Jesus is perturbed in English. I don't know what the Greek is, but it, he's perturbed. God is perturbed. God and, and human, totally fused, one person, but both natures. In his human nature, Jesus is perturbed by this question. Why? Because we don't understand God's love. He loves them, but he, 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 he lo because he loved them, he waited. That's the hard part. And so they go off to the tomb. And at this point, now the crowd gets in on it. They say, they, and Jesus weeps at this point. He's in, standing in front of this tomb. I don't know what it looked like. Well, I, you can go there today and see. There's a, it's a cave and you go down into this long thing. But there, I picture in those days a stone, you know, across it, and, and obviously. And he, he weeps in front of the tomb and everybody says, see how much he, he loved his, his uh, friend. But others said... He opened the blind man's eyes. Why didn't he do something about this? 
Jesus is perturbed again, perturbed. So he weeps and he's perturbed. And at this moment, he's, he weeps for humanity. I, you know, he's not weeping for Lazarus because he's going to raise him from the dead. But he sees the world as we do. He's fully God, but he also sees in our fallen nature, we can no longer see that God exists. We can no longer see that he loves us no matter what. We can no longer see heaven, our purpose in life, or that our Lord uh, created us. We can't see any of that. All we see is a dead body, and where is God? This is what he's seeing, and this is what the crowd is seeing, and he's caught up with the crowd, and our Lord in his humanity gets it, you know? He weeps for all of us. He weeps with us. If you've ever lost somebody and you didn't have these questions, and I certainly have, Christ had a number of very tragic uh, anointings this week and deaths, and Christ wept with every single one of us. He weeps with us in his humanity. He gets it. He gets, your, he gets our grief. He really understands. He, it's going to end in our glory, but we don't know that yet. We can't see it. We don't see the glory in our sufferings. We don't see it at all. You know, I can't begin to understand it myself. I just point to the cross and say, it worked out for him. It's going to work out for you. We don't understand. And he's perturbed because people don't know that they're loved. All they see is that it looks like they're not. So he gets there, of course, and opens the tomb. One can only imagine what that was like. There was no embalming in those days. It's hot. I'm not going to go any further with that. But, you know, it, it, it must have been an unpleasant situation there. And he has them open up the tomb and calls Lazarus forth back from the dead. Now, Lazarus is going to die again. So that's a temporary resurrection. All of Jesus' miracles, they, they, they all came to an end because earthly life is short. But we follow with Jesus, and he, he journeys with us in life, you know, he wants to be our friend, but there are times when he's going to delay in coming, and it is for our glory, it is for our good. What would we learn if Jesus didn't make us wait? You know, he's God. He's not, doesn't come when we, when we, he doesn't come at our command. He comes when he wants to, and sometimes he wants to wait, and sometimes the waiting can take decades, and we may have to wait for some answers to our questions until we meet him but he wants to be trusted and loved. And how, what is love if it's not tested? What is trust if we don't have a challenge? How can I know I love somebody? How can I know I trust somebody unless it's been tested? And this is what it's all about. Christ, it doesn't mean to hurt us, but we have to learn by being tested. We have to learn by waiting. And that's, our growth occurs in those moments. And he knows that, but we don't see it. We don't see the future. We have this veil around us that keeps us from seeing what's really happening. And, and Christ, he doesn't answer the question. He just says it's going to end in glory. Not just the glory of Lazarus, who uh, is raised from the dead. And later we find him eating with them like nothing happened in another story. But rather that we, journeying with him, Christ became human, fully human, to let us know that he really understands our human condition. He wanted us to see him in faith. He really walked this earth and really suffered. He really cries with us. Jesus weeps, you know. It's an amazing scene. Jesus weeps. Um, God weeps with us. He weeps over the world, too, because so many don't, uh, don't love him, don't want him, don't care for him, 
don't believe in him and think he's e either doesn't exist or is evil or something. You have all these opinions, and that's part of what's necessary because we can't see him. It's an act of faith to trust him, but he weeps for those who don't know him yet. But he also waits for them because he knows that we will understand one day why he did what he did. So while we wait for that, we're very grateful to God for our own journey and that Jesus wishes to be our friend and live in our home inside of us like Martha and Mary to be true friends of Christ, which all of us want to be because we're here and to be his friends forever. Amen.